Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Steven. And Kyle. And I have allergies, so you guys get to deal with that. Awesome. That's my gift to you this week. That is pretty fair. Wonderful Monday morning. Uh, today, me and Kyle are going to talk about a little uh, UFO incident that happened a long time ago in a galaxy not far away because it was our galaxy here on Earth. But... Before we do that, we got to get through all the business. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, anywhere that you like to hang out and be social, search up the Hollow Sky podcast and you will find us there. If you have a paranormal encounter you'd like for us to feature on a future show, Kyle's got all the SIG details on how to get your story to us. You can call or text the holophone and that's going to be... One six one eight five five six zero eight three seven. You can also use your voice memo apps or your or just record yourself on a video. Shoot that over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also write out your stories, send them there. You can you can just do whatever you want, really. Uh, note to everyone out there: something me and Steve have just discovered is that sometimes you guys submit stories and they go to junk mail. Now, normally that's not a problem. However, in our research, we have put our emails into some questionable sites, and one of them email bombed us, and we are to this day still getting like 500 fucking emails slammed to our junk email, where sometimes your emails also get filed. So... If you don't ever hear your story, that's probably why. Yeah, probably got lost in the ether of a bunch of yeah questionable other emails. Very should never questionable ever. Yeah, it's uh yeah that's a given. Yeah, I just need to burn that whole file. Yeah, since um we were looking for one specific email, like we should have we should have heard from this person, and I couldn't find it, couldn't find it. So I'm like, I'm gonna look through the junk folder, and there was another one we didn't even know it was. A, we didn't even know it was in there. Yep. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Because I never check it. No, I don't either. Because like it's full of garbage. Yeah, it's like really, yeah. Like I feel like I'll get an STD just skipping through it. That is probably the best way to put that. It's not a healthy place to be. No. Our junk email folder. Anyway, so bear with us. If you sent your story and haven't heard from it yet, hadn't heard it yet, there is a chance that it fell into the garbage pile. That is our junk folder. And I think it erases after every so many weeks. So it needs to erase it itself every to. like 30 seconds. I know. Like it's so bad that we're like, maybe we will create a new email. But then, like, the flip side of that is that we have to change all everything, everything to have a new email. So we're just going to deal with it. Yeah. But good it's on bringing a, it, that it's up. It's a part of us now. Yeah, it's our it's our burden to bear. <laughs> it all it was signing up on that stupid website for the Brotherhood of the Snake. I know. As soon as I put it in, our emails just start going ding 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 ding, blowing up. I'm like great. Hey, you guys signed up for first disinformation. For green, you guys yeah. signed up for this, and it's like no. Have you gotten your payout yet? No, no, no. We're still poor. <laughs> we need yeah, we need that. Start signing up for that. Anyway, that being said. Since we went off the rails there, just bear with us. Yeah, it's going to happen. We, uh, where am I at? Oh, yeah, if you'd like to support the show, which I'm sure you do, the first thing, the first 
wonderful thing you could do is share the show word of mouth. Post it on social media. Post it wherever podcasts are. Share it with all your weird friends. Just pass the love that is the Hollow Sky podcast to anybody that listens to the podcast and likes weird shit. Now, if you want to support us further, we have a Patreon. You can go check it out. We release all kinds of extra content over there. There's goodies you'll get after you sign up and I get on my mail days and we'll send you some good stuff. There's extra content, all kinds of stuff. Check that out. See if there's a tier that you like. Sign up for it. We have a Venmo where you could throw in some extra pocket change to buy us some monsters. What else we got? A actual physical address where you can send us weird shit we haven't plugged that in a minute we do have a p.o box you can send us some cool stuff yeah please do that definitely definitely we like strange shit yeah our haunted doll could always use companions that's true cursed item big facts we're all about getting curses here yeah we uh yeah yeah i mean (laughs) i'm not i'm not gonna argue that fact yeah it couldn't it couldn't be any worse than it already is so no yeah i'm i'm with you there Send it. Like, I literally sat in the dark the other night. I actually commented on another podcaster's, the Freaky D podcast. He made some some joke. I can't remember what it was. And I was like, hey, that's comparable to me finding scratches on my back and then laying in bed at night, looking into the darkness of my room and going, do better, and then going to sleep. <laughs> He's like, yep, that's pretty much, pretty much. I've yet to be attacked in my sleep physically, so... I'm waiting. It'll be fine. Oh, but wherever you listen to podcasts, you can leave us a five-star rating and review. That would be super sick and dope. And if it's a really good one, I'll find it and I'll shout it out because that's what I do. Today's five-star rating and review comes to, our, comes to us from our friend Electric Dreams 88. Top paranormal podcast. Electric Dreams 88 says... I stumbled across this podcast while researching Stardust Ranch. I binged the five episodes on Stardust while cleaning the house and didn't realize the time went by. I didn't realize the time went by and the episodes were so good. I was impressed with the amount of information, research, and thoughts given in the episodes, along with their shout out to fans. It's been about a month now and I've been binging episodes when I can since they offer a little bit of everything and touch on lesser known stories. If you like anything weird, paranormal, or downright creepy, some episodes made me want to sleep with the lights on, this is your podcast. Well, Electric Dreams 88, thank you so much for taking the time to leave such kind words. Yeah, we appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you as much as you appreciate us. That review had some some valuable girth to it. Yeah, took some time. Yeah, I uh, I, I can I can appreciate that. Me too. So, so much love. Yes, keep it coming. Keep them rolling in. Leave us good words, and then we'll repeat those good words on the show. Yeah. From there, we are going to roll into the listener experience of the day, week, however you want to say it. Uh, This is from our friend who doesn't leave a name. Nope, Jay in the UK. Paranormal Encounters from Jay in the UK. This comes from our friend Jay in the UK. Hey guys, I want to say you guys are fucking legends and I love your show to the fullest. I follow your TikTok and I love your shit. Everything you do bangs. My TikTok is... It's awesome. <laughs> this dude is this dude is awesome. Yeah, I'm going to shout out his TikTok here. My TikTok is ARKVNA Arc v- Arc Official. A-R-K-V-N-A Official. Go 
subscribe to his TikTok if you guys are in the TikTok world. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my submission. If you do, and like I said there, don't hesitate to send a follow-up email if you have any questions or anything. Love you, dudes. Peace and love, brothers. And then he does a prayer hands emoji and a fist bump emoji. So I, Hell yeah. I am metaphysically fist bumping you, Jay, from the nethers of Illinois across the pond to the UK. That's that's pretty pretty significant there. Built a wormhole here. Hey, I mean Fist Why not? The wormhole. Why not? Why not? That's where we're at tonight. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Let's hear it, Jay. Let's fucking go. From the UK. Yo, Hollow Sky family. This is Jay from the UK. Uh, I just wanted to say first off, man, your show is five stars. I've given you a review on Spotify, but I don't let you type a description of, of why you think it's five stars. So I just want to say, man, I, I, I wait for every episode to come out, listening to all the back catalogue. Uh, man, A star, mate, A star. So, yeah, uh, I thought I'd record some because I've, I've obviously listened to a few of your uh, shows. Well, more than a few, but... um. Yeah, with with people talking about shadow people and whatnot, and I just wanted to give my encounters and whatnot. So I'll just dive straight into it. Hopefully, I don't make this too long. Um, but first off, like the the um, so the house that I grew up in when I was younger, um, we heard that uh, somebody had committed suicide in there previously, um, and you know we had a couple of odd things nothing that i can remember too much but i remember it always being a bit uneasy in in the bedroom uh where this gentleman committed suicide so it was always a little bit eerie always felt like you're being watched or something like you know not really too sure uh what what all that was but um things really started popping off uh after my mother died in 2005 and uh i remember the night my mother died, we, uh, we uh, everybody used to gather outside our front garden and whatnot, and and we was out there by the front gate, and my dad had left cigarettes upstairs in the bedroom on the bedside table. All the lights were off upstairs, um, so I turned the landing light on and went upstairs, uh, went into the bedroom. It was darkness. Uh, grabbed the cigarettes from the bedside table, come round the side of the bed. So I come out of the bedroom and I switched the light off. So there was no lights on upstairs at all. Uh, it was only a downstairs light that was on. And there was our stairs. There was three stairs at the top leading to a little square bit. And then the rest of the stairs pointing down. It kind of like an L shape. And uh, so I jumped down the three stairs onto the square as I usually do, and from grabbing the cigarettes. And I looked back into the bedroom that I had just come out of, and there was a shadow. I'm getting chills talking about it, and I don't, I, 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 I've probably talked about it about five times since this happened, maximum. Um, but yeah, so heart's racing talking about it. But yeah, I saw, I jumped down the stairs, looked back to that bedroom and there was a shadow coming out of the bedroom, uh, hitting the wall. Um, and there was no lights up there, no lights on curtains were closed. There was no lights drawing in through that could have, um, just the way the, the window was situated that where the shadow appeared and it was coming out of the bedroom, there was no way 
of a light creating a shadow and that definitely could not have been my shadow because my shadow would have been hitting a different point you see so that was that was like my first real rememberable um experience of like a shadow person i always for years thought it was a shadow of my mother um but due to recent occurrences i've kind of drifted away from that because i've had a bit few more dealings uh, uh, uh viewings of, of said shadow people you see um in the house that i'm currently living in with my partner and my son um and it's really been picking up since my son has been born um uh but going back quickly uh so when i was growing up uh, after my mum had died um i remember one time i got suspended from school so i was at home for a week uh and me and my dad was sat there um in the living room it was just me and my dad and the tv was off and there was like three stacks of pound coins uh on top of the tv because uh when growing up we didn't have a lot of money um my, my parents didn't work um uh, due to certain reasons um and uh we had a tv that had a box on the side of it that you had to put pound coins in it and for every pound coin you got six hours of, of viewing on the tv or so, something like that but uh the tv was not on um and there were three stacks of pound coins on top of the tv and we were sat there talking and all of a sudden all three stacks lifted into the air like proper separated lifted into the air and dropped probably uh about you know, a meter away from the TV, like all kind of spooled out on, on the floor. And me and my dad just looked at each other and we was like, we'll, we'll go out for a cigarette. So that was another experience. Um, and, uh, yeah, I feel like in this house. So that, that's, that's the two from that I remember from when I was growing up, but unfortunately I don't have too many. Well, fortunately I don't have too many memories, um, of my childhood so much they're the two that really stand out for me um i i had an abusive father so um yeah it's it, I, I, my brain's just blocked out a lot of stuff and and i don't have a good memory because of that because i just like to i, I have a automatic mechanism where i just like to forget stuff uh, and my brain just doesn't remember things um but recently in the past year since my son's been born uh, in the house i'm currently living in with my partner um we've had a, a few things uh fly about not not like big weighty things but little bits of things like uh little bits of plastic just flew across the room when only one person has been in that room like my partner experienced it she was cleaning the floor by the washing machine and uh there was no nobody in there uh, and a lid from a gas refiller uh, for lighters. Um, it, it shot from one side of the room to the other. I flew over the top of her head and bounced about, you know. She was like, just, you know, have you, um, uh, you know, was you chucking anything in that? You know, I, I, I had not, not been moving. I was sat in the living room um so that was one thing and another one i was washing up in the kitchen and 
just out of nowhere from underneath the cupboard, uh, a, a piece of plastic dropped from underneath the cupboard. And it was a bit of pla black plastic, no more than an inch uh, in size. And yeah, it just, there was nowhere that it could have came from, but it was directly under the cupboard and it just bounced on the side. Uh, I, I was looking at everything I was touching. There was nothing that it could have flew off from. And there was nowhere that it could have come from underneath that thing. It was just really weird. I do not know where that bit of plastic came from to this day. Um, and we've also see, we also see a lot of the time, uh, on the baby monitor, uh, like black shadow pass in front of it a lot and go up there there's obviously nothing in there and we don't know if it's a malfunction of the camera you know that's what kind of what we've been putting it down to but we brought it brand new it's no more than uh because we had one previously and it was happening with that one so we brought another one and the same thing is happening with that one um so that's very strange also around december time the december just gone um i was home alone with my boy i put him to bed um come down watching tv waiting for the missus to finish work and i was all i heard i was sat on the the sofa watching a bit of tv all i heard was a bang in the kitchen it's just a doo -doo -doo. and i was like what the fuck is happening here right so i've walked out into the kitchen and there's a pot on top of the fridge that i keep uh our babies like uh, formula uh, and snacks in and whatnot, all, all, all the baby's food. And it wasn't hanging off the side of the, the fridge that it was sat on. It was fully on there and there was nothing that could have pushed it off. And I've walked out there and I've looked on top and that pot is slid down directly 90 degree angle down the side of the fridge. It was like pushed right against it. So it's literally like something had just slid it off and slapped it to the side of the the fridge. It was very, very weird. I still don't have an explanation for that to this day. There is a video that I can send you guys as well of when it just happened that I sent to uh, my partner at the time. I, could, I can send that through if you want to shoot me an email, uh, reply back if you want to send, uh, want me to send it over so you guys can have a little look at it. Um, but yeah, very, very weird, very weird. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they, they're the bits that's been happening. And sometimes as well at the top of the stairs, um, like as we sat in the living room, it, we feel like there's something watching us through the bars of the stairs. It was very weird. And sometimes we've seen a few shadows, um, passing like, uh, through, like by the bars of the stairs, which is strange. And I, there's, there, we've heard nothing about, you know, people that's lived there previously, uh, dying in the property. It's been about for a few years. So. It possibly could be. Uh, it's built in the nineties, so you know there's enough time for there to uh, some, uh, you know, a spirit maybe be here. But I feel like because I had such a traumatic childhood that you know I've heard that people that have had a traumatic childhood um, sometimes have these experiences, and I feel like it's attached to me uh, to a degree. 
because uh, it, it just feels like it follows me. I've got, yeah, I've just got uneasy feelings uh, a lot of the time. Um, and my partner's uh, stepmother is a, uh, 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 you know, she does tarot readings. She's very spiritual. She uh, goes to um, shows and she does a lot of uh uh working in in that field so she's come and smudged the house a few times um like twice uh so a couple of times um and she's given us some crystals to to try and help you know cleanse the energy and that but mm, nothing seems to really stop the activity and i don't know i just feel like something might be attached to me uh, so currently I'm looking at, um, you know, getting a personal smudging um, or, or, or a spiritual cleansing, uh, but I'm still trying to research it and find somebody uh, that's decent and within my range, you know, um, of where I'm at. So uh, that's uh, kind of all I've got. Guys, if you want to, you know, shoot me back an email or reply to this and, uh, you know, ask me a few more questions, see if I can elaborate on anything you might have questions on. Um, or, or if you can provide me with any information sort of thing, you know, uh, that, that would be fantastic. But I just want to appreciate, obviously, if you guys don't, don't use this for your show, that's cool, man. I just really felt that I needed to record this and send it over to you. Um, yeah, I just I had a feeling for the past week to do this and this is the only time I've kind of got 10, 20 minutes to be able to sit down and record this. But, oh, yeah, 30 minutes, you know, it's not too long, not too long. Uh, just that I wanted it. But, yeah, I really appreciate you guys' time. And, uh, yeah, man, keep up keep up the work you're doing and, and keep up with the content that you're doing because it's, uh, it's very entertaining, very informative and... I fucking love you dudes, man. You get me through my day half the time. So thank you for all that. And uh, yeah, peace and love. Jay, Jay from the UK. Thanks so much for taking the time to submit your story and leaving us all the kind words, my friend. Um, Let's break this down. I do know that you hear stories about when someone has a lot of trauma in their life that it kind of makes them susceptible to uh, spirits, sometimes not good ones, to become a presence in their life. And the way you described your initial uh, shadow encounter kind of makes me feel like it's similar to mine, the one that I see in my house. Granted, the one that I see pretty much, like I said before, stays the same path, but like there's no necessarily a light source that can produce the shadow. There's, it's not my own shadow and it's always the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, another thing that makes me think it's probably, you're probably hitting the nail on the head when you said it's tied to you and not to uh, a geographical location is that again, it kind of, whatever this thing is moves with you essentially from your original house to the house you share with your partner. Now I, does it feel 
I know it's creepy, and like when you describe and seeing on the baby monitor, I looked at Kyle. I'm like, that's fucking. Yeah, creepy. that that would definitely get me. Do you feel that it's malevolent? Do you feel that it's trying to harm you in any way? Do you feel that it's like trying to cause drama or grief in your life? Is it trying to affect your child or your partner? I'm just curious if it's like a benevolent being where it's just kind of there, kind of follows you around and makes its presence known, or if it's actively trying to cause chaos. Because I can see how that could get annoying really super fast. Yeah, and, and scary. Especially having a young child in the house. Yeah, and that's... The... It's different when it's you're just dealing with yourself. Yeah. Dealing when you're out trying to protect your kids, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's no different than where I was, you know, when we were looking in to go to Cemetery X and stuff, like looking for my own ways of protection, and and my son started experiencing shit, and to be honest with you, and it's cliche, it's it's whatever. Uh, everybody knows I'm not, me and Steve aren't the most religious people in the world, however, knock on wood, man. Like by me saying, you know, in in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, get out, you're not welcome here. Um, I do that relatively often, you know, unbeknownst to a lot of people. I also, not that it's very specific, but I also sometimes before uh, bed, I will give thanks. I say, you know, thank you for uh, keeping my family safe today. Me, you know, thank you for looking out for my son, my daughter, my wife, and myself. And it's not, like, it's not in specifics. Like, I'm, it's just me giving thanks. is all that is, right? And that seems to be working so much so that I don't hear the woman's voice at night anymore. I haven't heard that since I started doing this. Yeah, and it's I mean, fucking weird. If it works, it works. Dude, you it is I mean? bizarre. Like, like Julie said at the paranormal conference, she said the strongest, one of the strongest spells you could yeah. put out is the Lord's prayer. Yeah. It's like it, it works because it works. Like right. It's just, whether it's, whether so many people put so much good intention toward those words that are said or whether it's some kind of biblical higher power, yeah. whatever the case may be, it works. words work, you know? Yeah. So that might be another avenue, you know? Maybe maybe print out a copy of the Lord's Prayer and hang it on a wall. There you go. And I I don't know, but if anybody listening, I know we've got a lot a lot of awesome, knowledgeable, excellent listeners. If anybody has any advice to uh, help our buddy Jay out in uh, possible like self cleansing, uh, either yeah, hit us up and we'll pass the word on to Jay. Or call in and we'll share we'll share the uh, advice on the show. Yeah. Or just anything, anything we can do to help him kind of lull whatever he's got going on. Hey, Hollow Cult, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means? It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, 
ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. But yeah. Again, Jay, thanks so much. And if you want to, yeah, shoot those, shoot those pictures to our email. If I think about it, I'll hit you back on the email. But if you listen to this, definitely send us those, that post uh, whole pot collapse picture that you snapped and sent to your partner, because I'd love to see that too. Yeah, for sure. Send it our way. We like the weird. It makes me real quick. I've been thinking about it too. We need to touch base with the Anil, Anil guy. Because he was more or less wanting us to try to help him too. Oh, where Neil was talking to him from the closet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Damn, I wonder yeah. if he set us back. Or... I don't know. I I plan on texting him and, and getting an update, but this, this is... You know what just hit me in my head? If you change the words in, Anil spells alien. That is weird. That's scary. That's that's scary. I hate that. Yeah. Because you said Anil, and I'm like, is what what is he saying? And then you made the connection for me, and I was like, oh. Gross. Oh. Gross. Uh. Yeah, but these things happen, and and don't think like the Anil guy. Don't think that we're just cold shouldering you or anything like that. Like life gets crazy, and we apologize for dropping the ball sometimes. Uh, but in these in these cases where if you really do need help, and then say we forget, and that goes with everything, just keep reminding us. Yeah, keep sending us shit because it it brings it to the forefront again. Where we're like, oh shit, yeah, we definitely need to do this, you know. So sometimes you got to kind of. Hold our feet to the fire. <laughs> Just kind of stimulate our ADD brains yeah. sometimes. Yep. But yeah, again, if anybody has any help that you could send our way, we could get to Jay, especially if you have any contacts in the UK. If it has to be something on a more like like personal level, send them our way. We'll get them to him. Hopefully sure. we can chill out whatever he's got going on. If he doesn't want it there, it shouldn't be there. So. Right. Again, if you have an encounter you'd like for us to feature and talk about, uh, listen to the beginning of the show. Yep. I'll tell you how to get there. Also, a lot of that information is in the show notes as well. Oh, yeah. Kyle Kyle slathers it in there. I do my best. So, I have been looking around at some UFO incidents, and I picked up some books on some UFO incidents, and I've just kind of been into this whole, like, UFOs is on the forefront of everybody's talking point, especially lately with all the government shit going on with it being brought to the Senate floor and all this other shit. So I've just been kind of digging into some interesting UFO reports. This is one that had made its circuits quite a bit. I know it had been on like UFO hunters and all this shit, but I figured I'd bring it to the Hall Sky table and we will talk about it. It is the Aurora incident, also known as the Texas Roswell encounter, the Roswell of Texas. 
So this UFO incident is reported to have happened almost exactly 125 years ago. According to the legend, on the early morning of April 17th, 1897, something absolutely bizarre happened in the small town of Aurora, Texas. Aurora is located just north of Fort Worth in Dallas in Wise County, Texas. According to the information I got from the 2010 census, Aurora has or had a population of 1,200 at that point. So I imagine it was probably less in the 1890s because that was a long time ago. So on this fateful April morning, the town experienced something truly out of this world. As the residents of the town were stirring awake to begin their day, a few started to know something in the morning sky, something falling from the heavens. And as people looked on, they began to realize that the object falling from the skies was actually a cigar, a silver cigar-shaped aircraft. Uh, it was falling out of control and headed for the ground. As it fell closer and closer, it actually collided with a windmill at the house of local judge, one Judge Proctor where it reported to burst into flames and smashed into the ground, completely destroying the craft and allegedly killing the pilot that was reported to be of another world. That was, quote, of another world. That being said, a news article from the Fort Worth Register stated that this pilot from another world did not survive, but he was given a Christian burial at a local cemetery. I mean, that that makes sense, right? Yeah, especially Given the, the time, time, yeah, that totally makes sense. And it's also actually, if you really think about it, it's actually kind of fucking cool. It's cool that the people of that local area decided to bury them with the same respects they would bury their loved ones. Like, I find that really fucking cool. Yeah, I feel like it says a lot about the town, absolutely. For sure. Abs, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. So... After this crash, the word spread pretty quick and made its rounds around a lot of the local newspapers in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I found the actual article from the Dallas Morning News that I'm going to read right now. Keep in mind, this is from 1897. So, it's titled, A Windmill Demolishes It. Aurora, Wise County, Texas, April 17th. About six o'clock this morning, the early risers of Aurora were astonished at the sudden appearance of an airship which had been sailing through the country. It was traveling due north and much nearer to the earth than ever before. Evidently, some of the machinery was out of order, for it was making a speed of only 10 to 12 miles an hour and gradually settling toward the earth. It sailed directly over the public square and when it reached the northern part of the town, it collided with the tower of Judge Proctor's windmill and went to pieces with a terrific explosion, scattering debris over several acres of the ground, wrecking the windmill and water tank and destroying the judge's flower garden. The pilot of the ship is supposed to have been the only one on board, and while his remains were badly disfigured, enough of the original had been picked up to show that he was not an inhabitant of this world. Mr. T.J. Weems, the United States Signal Service officer at this place and, quote, an authority on astronomy, gives it as his opinion that he was a native of the planet Mars. Papers found on this person evidently record, evidently the record, or evidently a re record of his travels are written in some unknown hieroglyphics and cannot be deciphered. The ship was too badly wrecked to form any conclusion as to its construction or motive power. It was built of an unknown metal resembling somewhat of a mixture of aluminum and silver, 
and it must have weighed several tons. The town is full of people today who are viewing the wreck and gathering specimens of the strange metal uh, from the debris. The pilot's funeral will take, will take place at high noon tomorrow. So that was the news article directly from the Dallas Morning News. It's pretty bizarre that they would come to the conclusion that it's from Mars. Yeah, I looked into that. And considering the time period that it came out in, right, which is 1897, they have no knowledge of otherworldly uh, craft or anything because this was 50 fucking years before Roswell. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's five years before the Wright brothers even made an airplane to fly people. That is crazy. But they said that, um, I found a little snippet from an article here that talked about the time period. They had just developed a telescope. Here it is. This is from uh, KERNANews.org. It's a local uh, northern Texas news source. It says, this wasn't the only UFO sighting in Texas in the spring of 1897. New, tech, or new telescope technology had allowed people to see the face of Mars more clearly than ever, though it may not be quite clear enough. Uh, uh, just a year prior, an Italian astronomer announced that he had seen evidence of canals on Mars, and this information that was coming out kind of freaked people out. Kind of made them thinking, oh man, if there's a canal on Mars, there could be water on Mars, there right. could be uh, life on Mars. It was the first serious discussion of our of our time about there possibly being life on Mars. So when this happened, people sort of ran with it. There was also a lot of literature, science fiction literature out at the time that talked about uh, life on Mars. Okay. So that makes it, sense. Once you have this aircraft and stuff crash and they put the pieces of the body back together and it doesn't look like it's human, the first thing they ran to was like Mars and Martian. Well, yeah, it's relevant, right? It's It's in the talking points of people of the planet, of the town, whatever the case may be. It, it it gives them a general direction and it also it also kind of makes people feel better to have an answer than to not have an answer yeah like yeah. like cuz for a lot of these situations like it would be smarter for someone to go no this is from mars okay then them going where's this where's this being come from and so and we they go know. we don't know yeah 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 and uh, reports from witnesses said that the airship, like this, that news article said it was only traveling 10 to 12 miles an hour. I'd also read other eyewitness reports that said as it was careening out of the sky, well, it said, the article said that something must have been wrong with it because it was only traveling at 10 to 12 miles an hour. There were other reports saying that it had moved, that it was moving at 100 miles an hour, which it was probably moving that speed before whatever malfunction happened. Yeah. Now that I read it and put the two together. But the crazy thing is, is like at that point in time, no, I don't feel like anybody knows, knew what a hundred miles an hour was. I was getting ready to say like, they can't even comprehend like no. how fast that actually was. I watched a YouTube video and they said at that, at that exact, as a, at that period in 1897, the fastest a human being had traveled was 35 miles an hour by locomotive. There were, again, I, like there weren't, there was five years before planes were invented. Right. There was air balloon travel, but you're not going to move that fast in right. an air balloon or 
And I mean, it could have been one of them overzealous things too, where like they know what oh, 35 yeah. is and then yeah. just going, I mean, if the train goes 35, this is going way faster. It's going like a hundred miles an hour. Exactly. I even wrote that down. So them referring to something that fast would be akin to us seeing something moving at thousands, moving yes. faster than we can fathom. We'd be like, it was moving thousands of miles an hour. hundred percent. Like, like the Tic Tac, where it's moving so fast that they can't keep up with it with yeah. cameras and shit. Yeah. That's what it made me think of. According to other reports, many of the residents of Aurora all converged on the farm of Judge J.S. Proctor to see if they could help out in any way, put out the fires that had started from the explosion that were a result of the collision. Again, keep in mind, this is 50 years before the Roswell crash, and the only reference of alien life that had ever existed is in science fiction novels. It's also reported that many of the town's people at the crash site recovered multiple pieces of the craft. Uh, Imagine that. Imagine I would almost be willing to bet that somewhere out there in someone's family lineage, there's some. there might be pieces of weird the craft. Oh. Interestingly enough... After they buried the pilot, most of the townspeople discarded the pieces of the craft down a local well. That's weird. It is weird. Either it's either it's part of the legend that people put out there to kind of eliminate any evidence if this was not true, or it makes me think of how people with implants unknowingly that get is rid weird. of their implant. Yeah, that is a weird point. So they discarded it down this well. Because yeah, I don't, I also, at that time, I don't, I, I don't know what the governmental structure would be. Oh, right. I have no idea. Right. Yeah. Because like, it could have been like a, like a, a hiding of sorts of like, like people start investigating the town. Government officials start showing up, start throwing fucking threats. And the town, whether they did it or not, but just everybody was like, all right, this is what we're going to fucking say. We're going to say we pitch it down this well. That way, if people come looking, we we have an answer. And it's one they're not going to like because they can't get down there and get it. Yep. And it almost, it almost, because I mean, that, that being so long ago, you don't, you don't know if our government knew what was going, like knew right. of extraterrestrials at that point. Because now that you said that, there could have been uh, a men in black type situation that yeah. came in and said, you guys are going to get rid of this shit. Yeah, absolutely. We will wipe this town off the map. Right. This town of a thousand people, you won't even have existed off the map. Which, not long after that, I, it was either after or before a huge uh, outbreak of, let me see what I got here... Spotted fever came through and killed a bunch of people. Oh shit! So man, it makes you wonder if it was related to the to the crash or what it, it was. It does make you wonder. But this well that they threw it down at uh, this local farmer's um, farm, it he is reported that it contaminated the water, started killing his cattle. He developed severe debilitating arthritis from it so much so so that he took the debris and just discarded just got rid of it they don't know where it's at now they don't know if he buried it they don't know if he threw it in a gully they don't know what he right. did. he said it got so bad after they put it in his well that he couldn't water his uh crops with it he couldn't water his animals with it he couldn't drink it because it was just just fuck everything, everything up yeah 
That's weird. So the story kind of took off again. It kind of died out. Like I almost feel like either the town or somebody above the town wanted it to disappear. So it kind of went hush hush for a while. Then in the sixties, uh, the international UFO Bureau started getting wind of it again. And they began digging into the story, looking into the original news stories to see if they were legit, to see if it wasn't some just legend, some, uh, newspaper, uh, author put together to kind of draw attention to the town since the town was kind of drying up and dying. Uh, it went on. Uh, they noted that in the 1890s, airship sightings all over the country were up. People were seeing these weird balloon shaped crafts, cigar shaped crafts, like blimp shaped crafts all over the place. And this one just happened to not make it out of texas so it would it would be in the realm of possibility that a men in black situation could have occurred and on top of that it would also be in the realm of possibility that the government would be now looking into these instances a little bit more serious if these were if this is true if it it had been popping up more and more around the states that's obviously going to travel that's obviously going to catch the attention of the government yeah, people are going to want answers to exactly. whatever they're seeing. Kind of like exactly. like how it is now, you know? Like yes. We're we're pressing the envelope for them to disclose information, especially when you've got Navy officials and everybody coming out being like, yo, we've got videos of shit we can't explain. And it's almost putting their hand to the fire. You know, this is what you got to do. This is this is where it's at. We need answers. Um, Where are we at? Okay. I found a YouTube interview from um, probably the early 80s, maybe, yeah, the early 80s where they there was actual some actually some living residents at the time that were interviewed in Texas, in Aurora, and they clearly remember going to the crash site and seeing the burned out uh, location of the crash as well as remains of the craft. When this interview was taken, there were also residents, uh, the woman who had actually bought the Proctor family farm, her kids, she said, would go out to where it supposedly had crashed and they would take an old screen door and they would sift through the sand and they would find metal fragments. And she she said it was almost like lead, but not exactly like lead that they were finding. Uh, It has become kind of like a local hot spot like they have a little they have a plaque on the cemetery where this alien who they affectionately refer to as ned now uh where he's supposedly buried they have a big like memorial kind of almost like roswell where you can go and take your pictures it's like a tourist spot a bunch of ufo research teams have been to the site i know uh ufo hunters on the history channel or one of them had did a whole episode on this Uh, They went out collecting data on the site, everything from testing the well water of the supposed uh, well where all of the craft was thrown down to uh, extracting metal fragments from the century-old trees that are in the area. They'd actually pulled pulled metal from the trees, which, I mean seems to confirm that something exploded there and buried fragments into the bark that it grew around. Uh, there have been people that went out and actually tested the burial site with ground penetrating radar to confirm that something is buried 
at the spot where they say this alien is buried. Uh, the encounter stirred up so much attention in the UFO community in the 70s that a group came forth and called for Ned's grave to be exhumed for confirmation and testing. This was hit with a plethora of roadblocks, ranging from everyone saying that if they dig up this body, it could cause an outbreak of uh, spotted fever, which wiped the town out once before, to an Aurora County law stating that since Ned was buried in a Christian burial, one cannot exhume the grave of a Christian unless they receive permission from its next of kin, which is impossible. Which can't be done. Since Ned is supposedly from outer space. So, I mean, ironically, it is an airtight thing where they can't get in there. However, once again, I will I'll reiterate and kind of go back to my previous statement of how kind of cool that is in a way that they're that respectful yeah. You know what I mean? Like they... Somebody digging up my my family because they think they're an alien. Right. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it's it's cool. Nevertheless, despite... Because I actually have seen... Uh, I think I watched an episode where they tried re, uh, exhuming the grave and it was a no-go all the way around. I have heard a little bit about this story and regardless, it's cool. Like, it, it's a cool story. And it's it's also really interesting because it is so long before forty seven, yeah. the Roswell. Is, that's that's fifty years. Yeah. like that's a huge gap in time before a lot of people even had any kind of knowledge of UFOs. Exactly. You know I mean, exactly. Roswell busted it wide open outside of science fiction novels, which was all essentially just speculation or passed down word of mouth by people who've seen crafts. Right. There was no evidence, just word of mouth, right? Just, just encounters. And I mean, if it is, if it is legit, like that is the only alien, alien burial that we know of. Yeah. At least in the United States. Yeah. It, it would be the only one that we really know of period. The end. Yeah. Like it's probably worldwide. Because it, everything else, I mean, look at look at forty seven. What happened there? They took the bodies. Yep. Like there, there wasn't leaving them to be buried. They're gone. Yep. And had it land had it landed somewhere else, it probably would have been the same situation. It's just that it landed in a podunk town where people still had at least halfway decent morals yeah, about themselves. Integrity. Yeah. And that's what I was gonna say is that hey, Mister Et's. Just take this as a note that not every person on the planet is a giant turd. Yeah, we're not gonna. Not everybody's gonna shoot you down. Yeah, <laughs> but it does. I mean, it's it's there's such a there's such a fine line that could be you know uh, a small town stirring this tale. Like it could be so far as that somebody did see something, maybe a meteorite fall from the sky and landed somewhere close, and then this just kind of spun out of control. Exploded, yeah, and. Once it got to a certain point, the town was like, you know what, we could probably capitalize on this. Because now they're having like little conferences and ET conferences and stuff, but it doesn't seem to be like a giant, like earth changing moneymaker, you know? No, like, no. Like something that would just completely save the town. It just seems to be, it's almost like it's just a local legend that could possibly be the truth. You know what I mean? The fact that they've had so many people looking in there, like the ground penetrating radar thing, proving that something's buried under there makes me scratch my head. 
For sure, because if it was a straight-up hoax, you would think that there would be a headstone with nothing there. Yeah. Right? And and in that, YouTube, that old 80s YouTube report I was watching, a guy that had moved to Aurora specifically to track down the legend said when he moved there, there was half of a headstone left in the original plot, but someone had stole the other half. Now, he had a theory that where the townsfolk are saying that Ned is buried isn't actually where he's buried. I have heard that. It's a decoy. Because they don't want anybody to know where the actual body is buried. If someone gets actual permission, they'll dig this spot up, which probably has a human in there, and then they can be like, oh... I don't know what to tell you. I know. And that, that works in like the opposite side of the spectrum of like keeping the, the story airtight. Yeah. Like, cause it, that, that just blows the story. That, like that, that is the end all to the story. Yeah. Because you, like you said, you dig it up and there's an actual human body there. Well, that's because, uh, the townsfolk hid the actual real body, which then you scratch your head. Okay. Is it back? Or now are we back to this being a story? Or is it true? Yeah. Like, well, it's it's all just like a cat and mouse game. And it's, I read that it's like a constant tourist attraction now. Not huge, but they said there's usually quite a few people in the cemetery every day. And people were sneaking in, trying to dig the grave up. So now the police have to do all sorts of kind of like patrols around the graveyard in the evenings and I just saw an article. I couldn't access it because it's a pay to read site, but it said in 2018, someone had stole the headstone that was left there that people had used as a memorial. Someone went in and stole this big rock and just people being douches. Giant fucking turds. For everybody else. Yeah. Well, not only that, but have some common decency about yourself. Yeah. You're in a cemetery. Come the fuck on. Don't be a jack off. Even if it is a being from another planet it doesn't excuse you from your right to be a decent fucking being yeah don't be a turd i mean come on that that that'd be if you believe in aliens and the whole stigma around it that'd be you being okay with them coming down and anal probing you just because this is what they do yeah right just because they're being a jerk right and no you would want to look at them and go hey no means no all right we're gonna start there and then just don't be a turd like come down have a conversation don't be an asshole yes Yes, that's what you, we want Come you on. to take from this. Don't, just Come don't on. turd. Please, Damn. please. This is actually not too far from where my kids live. So next time I head down there, football season's firing up. So I'm sure I'm going to head down there and watch some football games. We might make a day trip. There you go. To go check this out. That would be pretty sick. Pictures. Um, it's also not far from the old Goatman's Bridge. So we may just make a paranormal day of it. Me and the boys take a road trip. But I thought I would share that with you. Like I said, the the information from it is kind of here or there. It's more or less like it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Either either it's a legend or there is an alien barrier. Right. So e- either way, it's been a cool story. Yeah, when I saw it, I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. I, I, it. I had heard it before, but I never really looked into it. And I started reading some articles, so I'm like, I'm just going to throw this out there. I know we got a lot of listeners in Texas. If anybody lives around the Aurora area, knows more about the legend and want to put it out, or if I got anything wrong, feel free to correct me. Uh, send it our way, because like this is an intriguing story. And whether, even if it is a, even if it is a tall tale, like the fact that they put together an alien crash with bodies pre-Roswell, that's pretty interesting. For sure. 
they they did work and it's an airtight story like it, yeah you can't there's not much you can't do anything with it you really can't you either believe it or you don't yeah but i know like i said i think it was uh ufo hunters a show that was on history channel did a did a whole piece on it yeah i, I remember seeing it, it. I know I think they they did some ground penetrating radar and they they may have found remnants of uh, the original windmill or some shit like that. I think like I remember that. something like that. Or there was a windmill located there or something. I know there's something about a windmill, but yeah, check that out. If I find the link to it, I'll pop it up on uh, the socials. And again, if anybody has any information, shoot it to us. Send us an email, message us on... Uh, the socials and stuff i just thought this would be a pretty cool little story to share our texas people let us know what you know and that is about it check us out at all our social medias facebook instagram youtube twitter tiktok reddit come and hang out with us and until next monday stay safe stay weird and don't desecrate the graves of our alien brothers don't be a turd Just don't.